The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. Presented by Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. In partnership with Hype City Vapors, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape, by going to HypeCityVapors.com and using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. Listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I am Carl Carafel. Hi, Big Joe. And here we are with another episode. Wow, this one's going to be an interesting one, Carl. There, there's there's a lot to, to go on. You know, another week has come and gone, as I say, in the world of professional wrestling, and there is a lot to, to touch on. First thing up is we've got, we know who's going to be involved in this AEW title match. It's going to be Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page at All Out in Chicago at the end of August. This is a very, very, for me, this is a very intriguing matchup that I'm very eagerly anticipating on many different levels. We are going to start things off with a little bit of a bang here. Big Joe, I want to know who you have to win this match and the inaugural AEW Heavyweight Championship. It's interesting, Carl, because I think either way, knowing Chris Jericho and you know the professional that he is, Regardless of whether he wins or Adam Page or Hangman Page wins, Jericho's going to put him over in this match. Like whether it's in a win or a loss, he's still going to make him look like a million bucks because it's Chris Jericho. So you're saying Hangman's going to win? I I think it's going to be Chris Jericho. If I had to pick, it's going to be him, but it's still going to put Adam Page over, even in a loss, regardless. So if Chris Jericho wins, is this going to be the best thing for AEW and the best thing for, uh, for you know, Chris Jericho? I think given the star power, obviously, there, I think that, that it's he's your good first choice to be that first champion, I think. And you don't think his age has any factor in it? Maybe a little bit, but it doesn't really necessarily show most of the time. I know his matches pace has definitely maybe gone down a little bit. But I think that real marquee name, I think, is um, a good choice. But having said that, Adam Page isn't a bad choice either, by any means. I would be perfectly fine with either guy. So another question here for you then. Yes. What if Goldberg were to win the Universal Championship belt? Would you be okay with that? I would not be okay with that. Why? Because it's Goldberg and he's a part-timer. 
Jericho's going to be a full-time guy. But if, if Goldberg comes back full-time, would that change things? Would you be okay with it? Well, that's like comparing, uh, you know, a beautiful steak dinner and a pile of hot garbage. Really? But your results may vary. <laughs> your results may vary. I only bring this up because I'm seeing lots of people <clears throat> online talking about, oh, you know, the older guys in the WWE winning these belts, and that's bad, and it's it's crap, and it's hot garbage, as you said. That's going to be a term that's going to come up maybe a couple times in this episode. But yet, everybody's all going... Jericho needs to win that belt. We'd be so happy if Jericho won that belt. But Jericho is the same age as these other guys. And and, and for some of them that are still working full time, mm-hmm. Jericho is the same age. Yeah. So my question to all of you people is why is it so different going from Chris Jericho with All Elite Wrestling winning their belt to someone else of the same age full time winning a WWE championship belt? You guys are freaking hypocrites <laughs> blowing my mind right now. I think uh, a factor to, to look into this, because we know that uh, Chris Jericho, as well as Mr. John Moxley, who will definitely be mentioning, actually coming up shortly, we know that his contract is going to let him compete elsewhere, name most notably New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think that that might factor into the decision of, of putting the title on him, because we know that he's going to go over there to compete. To what extent... We don't necessarily know yet. We know he's gonna he's gonna have a match for the IWGP uh, World Title, but I think having him be that AEW champion go over there as that champion helps them get a lot of exposure over in Japan as well. So that could factor into that decision there too, because I think Paige is gonna be exclusive to AEW, but we don't know for certain on that either. So yes. So I think that that may factor into the decision because it's great exposure uh, for him to go over to Japan if he's the reigning AEW champ, right? They're going to be like, oh, what's this AEW thing, right? So we don't necessarily know how the, the Japanese audience, how they're really taking this yet. So because I don't Very live, in, Jap- I don't live in Japan, so. <laughs> but we already know, AER, um, you know, New Japan, they're already established. Yes, right? absolutely. What about OWE? that AEW has a little bit of a partnership with. Absolutely. And I'm sure that if Hangman Page would win that belt, Mm -hmm. that they would be going and showcasing him in OWE. Yeah. Which is only going to help build the relationship of Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Mm -hmm. Right? Very true, very true. Regardless, though, it's going to be a great uh, marquee match and a great main event for that show. And like I said, this is going to be all out happening in Chicago. And actually, I've got this, you know, actually not as the next one, but I'll I'll bring it up now because I think it fits in. Because this is going to be AEW and it's going to be all out and it's going to be in Chicago. Once again, we need to bring up the question, is this the time to pull the trigger on CM Punk showing up and doing anything? I am just, I'm tired of hearing about CM Punk. (laughs) Right? Really, I am. I mean, let it go, people. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. Now, people are are, are making the comparison. Punk went on Cocobana's podcast and really vented and stuff like that. And then they're they're mirroring it with the the, the John Moxley, the Dean Ambrose thing. The difference here is that it's in the wording. Punk said essentially that he was done basically with the professional wrestling business. He didn't just say, you know, you know I'm done. Maybe I can do something else. And he said, done with professional wrestling just in general. Yeah. Ambrose said he's just done with WWE, you know, yes. and doing something else. So that's the very important thing here in the comparison. Now people are very saying, oh, this is the same thing as the Punk thing. No, it isn't. 
No, it isn't. Will Punk, will, will he maybe show up in the crowd or something? Maybe they'll show up? Sure. And get maybe a little cheap pop there. Is he going to get in the ring and wrestle again? I'm still of the, the school of thought that I don't think so. I don't think so. He's too jaded. He was just way, way too jaded from his WWE experience, I think. I think given the right amount of money, he might do some sort of small little run-in yeah. of sorts. Yeah, Other than time. that, I, we're not going to see like CM Punk versus Cody. Or, you know, CM Punk versus uh, Jericho or CM Punk versus Paige or CM Punk. We're not going to see any of that. I don't think so. At all. We might see CM Punk in the crowd. Yeah. As as a fan. We might see CM Punk do a quick little run-in like he did at the the independent show. There. Supposedly. Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Yes. Behind a mask. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let you people in on 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 just a little bit of a secret, okay? Ooh, like secrets. So, you people continue to say CM Punk this, CM Punk that, CM Punk this, CM Punk that, and then people are expecting it. Mm-hmm. If you truly want to see CM Punk come back and do something, shut your mouth. <laughs> shut up your mouth. Don't say <laughs> a damn word right. about CM Punk at all. And he will decide when the best time to make a surprise will be. Yeah. And it will shock the entire professional wrestling world. It's it's... Because of you people <laughs> who continue to run your mouth yeah. about CM Punk that we do not have CM Punk. Think about that for a second. Yeah, because it's not like Candyman where you say his name I think like five times or something and then he'll appear, right? And it's not gonna happen with, with Punk, you know. And, and he's really good at trolling too. Like he was, he supposedly he was showed him on a plane. He took a picture of like the Las Vegas uh, skyline or something like that. And they're like, oh no, he's gonna be in. Uh, no, yeah. Now see, the guys like him and Jericho and stuff, they're they're great at uh, at trolling the crowd and getting people worked up. And uh, that's really all that was, I think. Yeah. So having said all that now, we, we made a hint out of here. And probably one of the biggest things, uh, the talk of the wrestling business right now, uh, I think it's uh, pretty fair to say that, John Moxley, of course, formerly from the WWE, Dean Ambrose, was on Talk is Jericho in a very candid, very open discussion about his experience with WWE. Wow. Uh, I, I've listened to this multiple times now, and uh, very eye-opening to hear it, uh, you know, firsthand from somebody who was had to go through all this. It was, it was. <clears throat> I can't say eye-opening because yeah. it's stuff that really we've heard before from other people. Yeah, we've heard it. So I mean, it's it's not it's not surprising that. You know, John Moxley has gone out there, uh, you know, now officially on record and said uh, Vince McMahon is bad for business. He's the Vince problem. Vince McMahon yeah. needs to step down, right? Like, it's not anything we haven't heard before. Yeah. But I think that it's had more of an impact just because Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, however you want to refer to him, he is very good with words and expression and, and emotion and getting it all really out there for everyone. Yeah. He can, he's got, and it's, it's, it's probably a bad comparison, but he's almost got that Jake the Snake Roberts promo 
but that's his life. Yes, I agree with you. That is his life. Yeah. That is how he is. The way he talks, the way he 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 expresses himself. That's who he is. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> like Vince would and say it, to him <laughs> when he come up with yeah. these ideas and he listened to it, some of the ideas that were pitched to him, you know, you got to use the pooper scooper line. That's it's so you, you know, it's so you. And he's like, so I'm an idiot. He goes, no, it's you. Yeah. Oh, it was great. He's got a great voice. And like you said, I definitely agree. And I didn't really think of that until you mentioned it. Very Jake the Snake Robertson and just no, just, I mean, we obviously we couldn't see him, but I imagine, you know, if there would have been a video version of this, I imagine, you know, just, you know, very well spoken, very to the point, no wasted energy or words. And it really gets his point across. And, and just, you get, you get a real feel to just like the, uh, just the emotional exhausting of just going through this like every week and having to, you know, you, you you get these ridiculous ideas, and it's like, okay, you know, we got to go talk to Vince and get this worked out, and, and you know, just oh, like it, it's um, talked before, just how creatively stifling a place the WWE is, and you know, to to really hear a detailed, firsthand account of all this, it was a. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said, definitely not necessarily maybe eye-opening was the best thing, but it really kind of confirmed, you know, our suspicions of what was really kind of going on there. It definitely did, and I mean, if I can say, if I can say anything about um, this whole interview that was done, yeah, I would have to say that 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 interview, the John Moxley interview mm-hmm. on Talk Is Jericho. It was such good. Sh- <laughs> it's you. <laughs> it was. It was just such good. Sh- yeah. It, it really was. Yeah. I mean, 100%, it, was, uh, it was such yeah. good. Sh- yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you haven't a chance to, to listen to it, definitely go check it out for yourself. Now, kind of going along with this too, something at least I think very very interesting. Now that uh, Moxley is free of the WWE and he's with the AEW. Like we had mentioned, he has a deal very similar to Chris Jericho. And we now know too, that John Moxley, it's, it, I like that name so much more than Dean Ambrose. I don't know about you, Carl, but I like John Moxley. That, that's got a badass uh, kind of appeal to it. He is going to be competing in the G1 Climax tournament for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Holy crap, Carl. Some dream matchups could be happening here some amazing matches could happen here that, that we've never even thought of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, who would have thunk John Moxley, a guy from CZW. Yep. That's where I remember him from. So knowing the name John Moxley is not <clears throat> foreign to me. Yep. Dean Ambrose was kind of foreign. I got used to it, whatever. But John Moxley, a guy who, who just, if you have not seen CZW, mm. I'll give you a little idea of what it is. Barbed wire rings, uh, 100 light bulbs, (laughs) and you're being tossed into the barbed wire and then thrown onto the light bulbs and then possibly lit on fire. Yeah. That's shock core type of professional wrestling that they do. Yep. That's where he came from. Mm -hmm. So for this guy to go from shock core to PG, right. <laughs> to now we're looking the the G1 Climax with yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling, I never would have thunk it in a million lifetimes. 
I mean, just look at the list of possible opponents. I mean, uh, you could even, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to blow uh, Jargo's mind. You could even, ha- uh, even John Moxley versus Toru Yanu. I mean, that, there, there's a potential for just like, uh, like, so much comedy that your your stomach might be feeling it's going to explode. I mean, you got um, Moxley versus uh, Naito, uh, Okada, uh, maybe even Chris Jericho over there too. Who knows? Maybe they'll wrestle each other there. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, there's so many great matchups there for him in New Japan, and we just we know, you know, even just from this interview, like he, he's wanted to go compete over in Japan and his hands were so tied in WWE. Now he's got a chance to go there. I think he's, I think the fans are really going to dig John Moxley. And we know too, that he's going to be facing uh, uh, juice Robinson for the, um, the U S title in new Japan too. That's a great matchup. Those guys actually, I think debuted right around the same time in NXT together. Now they're going to be competing over there against each other. I mean, just really cool stuff that uh, would just wouldn't happen under the WWE umbrella. And it's, it's, it's almost as though, NXT and WWE have become the stepping stones <clears throat> towards hmm. bigger and better what in a, like New Japan Pro. What a change, eh? What a change in and the very landscape. Much so, like that just that just kind of clicked. That just kind of hit me. Yep. Like that's that's what it is. Yep. They're almost like the stepping stone now. You do you do your indies. You hit the WWE. You get your name out there. Yep. And then you're back to the independence again and you're a huge star. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's a stepping stone. Yep. And, and the, I think where it's really going to help him, you know, not only in AEW, but in Japan is the difference. You know, he even said in the interview that, you know, he's really good and he likes that professional wrestling done where you're telling the story in the ring instead of all of this overproduced and, and scripted crap, you know, you get to, he knows what he's doing. He could tell a story in the ring and he's going to get a chance to do that. Not only in AEW, but new Japan and who knows, he might even show up in ring of honor. I mean, impact. I mean, it's kind of wide open, right? So, I mean, there's just, there's so much potential there for awesomeness that, uh, who it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride watching this all happen. <laughs> yeah, it will be. So definitely looking forward to that. So going with some more independent uh, wrestling here, this is something that uh, I think kind of flew below the radar a little bit. I don't don't see a lot of people talking about it, but I figured we'd mention it because we've mentioned this gentleman. I'll refer to him as that uh, in this case uh, here. Um, Because there's been some speculation. Joy Ryan was... um, Seemed to be kind of in the air of what he was going to do. Some people were saying, you know, maybe he'll go over and be a, like a coach in NXT or some other promotion will sign him. It appears as though he is deciding to stay independent. And there's a couple of different schools of thoughts on this that it's just that. Uh, people like um, Mr. Jim Cornette are saying, well, nobody wants him. So the decision is kind of made for him. So there's a, <laughs> you get your two extremes there. I think it's more of just, uh, he just wants to keep doing his thing. And I think he's smart enough and shrewd to realize that, you know, this is where he is probably best utilized. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, Coronet can say whatever he wants. <laughs> like the he always guy, does. I, know, I understand he's been in the business a long time. Yeah. Uh, he sometimes knows what the hell he's talking about. Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, I think that this decision was not one that was made for him. He made the decision himself. Yeah. And I think it's a very good decision to make. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to subject yourself, especially after what we've heard from Moxley 
and other people as well in the past. Why would you want to subject yourself to that and be squandered and squashed, especially with a gimmick that you created Mm -hmm. and built and people love that gimmick or they hate that gimmick, but they love it because they hate it so much. It's he built that. Mm -hmm. So why would he want to go somewhere else where that's just going to be kicked into the dirt and told you can't do that. We're changing you up. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't think that that was a decision made for him. He decided because he knows he can do better on the independence. Yeah. I I was getting a little concerned that AEW might sign him and I think it really would have maybe damaged them a little bit, you know? So I think that, um, you know, like I said, he's best utilized in the independence. That's where his bread and butter is. And, uh, I'm sure he'll do just fine there. And there's lots of, uh, he's done really great there. So, you know, it's one of those things where, in my opinion, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So. As an right. independent contractor in the world yes. of professional wrestling, he can go to absolutely any company that he wants. Absolutely. That's the reasoning for not being exclusive with one company. Yep. He can go and work anywhere he wants against anybody that the promoter puts him in into the match with. Which, I mean, how much more freedom do you need? That's freedom right there. Yep, and that's right up his alley. Okay, so for the rest of this episode, uh, as John Moxley said in his interview with uh, Chris Jericho, let's spend the rest of the time just burying WWE. (laughs) So first off, we've got uh, the NXT 25 that uh, was done from a Bridgeport over in Connecticut. Yeah. Very kind of low-key kind of uh, thing for seemingly a pretty monumental uh, moment here. But we all know this was because of the Saudi thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, we can get to that. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, bad timing. Which, I'm I'm going to throw this out there right now. I am actually quite surprised during this event, yes. during the the main portion of this event, not mm-hmm. including any pre-show or, or after show or anything like that. There was only two mentions of the Super Show. Yeah, well, that's pretty. That's been the case when they do these Saudi shows is they, and, and, and they, you'll notice that they're, they're very, very careful to refer to it as the Middle East. They never say Saudi Arabia. They're afraid to. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the Middle East. It's not Saudi Arabia. Yeah. No, no it's Saudi Arabia. I'm surprised that there wasn't like six or seven times that it was yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Like between every match, I'm surprised that it wasn't mentioned because they want people to to watch this this show, right? Yeah. And especially when you've got the 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 guys, the older the older caliber that's there, right? You've got the Triple H, your Randy Orton, you've got Goldberg, you've got the Undertaker. Yeah. Those are those are pretty big names in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. And to have them over in Saudi Arabia, yeah, I'll say it. It's Saudi Arabia, it. people. Yeah. Over in Saudi Arabia. I'm surprised that there was only two mentions. I, I'm, I'm happy not, that there yeah. was only two mentions, I, but I'm surprised. I'm not surprised because they, they, they keep it very low-key because I think that there's still a little bit of, they know that there's a, a, I'll say, a significant number of people out there that are digging it, so they keep it low-key. And I think it's a smart, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't want to draw attention to something that you know is kind of maybe unpopular with some people. So it's clever on their part, i got to say. Even though, like I said, I, I'm still not a fan of the Saudi Arabia show thing. I know that uh, that you dig it to a certain extent. But them kind of just kind of dancing around a little bit, it, that's clever. I'll give, the, I'll give them props where it's due. Yeah, definitely. So the show in general... Uh, what did you think of NXT 25? It was hit and miss for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
unpopular opinion, but I don't think that this was their best uh, uh, takeover at, at all. Yep. I mean, I've I've got like a page and a half of notes that I took while <laughs> while watching it. Yep. Um, we started with me. I'm gonna run through my 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 page here super quick. Okay. Okay. And then if there's anywhere that you want me to stop, just just let me know, yep. and we'll stop and we'll talk about it. Okay. So first match, uh, Strong versus Riddle. Mm-hmm. Good, solid, fast-paced match. Riddle is over. He oh, definitely yeah. Absolutely, yep. But seriously, again, we have this classic crap of a beatdown and then a super quick recover like nothing happened. <laughs> Shane Baszler. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. That is complete and utter crap. I'm not a fan of that. I'm a bit. I'm a, as uh, as uh, I've been referred to as uh, around the HTM podcast network. I am the first Bromo, uh, apparently, and uh, I'm a fan of Matt Riddle. But I will agree with you that bounce back finish when you're getting your ass handed to you and then you wrap up the match like that. I ooh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hated it when Oscar did it. I hate it when Shady Baszler does it. And yes, I do hate it when Matt Riddle does it. Yeah. There you so, go, folks. I mean, that the match was good until that point. Yep. Until Roderick Strong started with an intense beatdown. He, he gave him, like, what, six knees, four forearms to the face while he was in the ropes? Like, seriously? And then he just bounces back. Do, do they even know how to properly do an ending to a match anymore. And I'm not just talking, I'm just, I'm talking WWE in general. The endings to these matches, like all feel really, really bizarre to me. It, it, it's like they're, they're trying too hard. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, it totally makes sense. Yeah. That's what it feels totally. like. Yeah. It's like, just, just you're overthinking it too much. I, th- I think that that's the problem, but I digress. So I'm, we're going to move on to the ladder match for the tag team championships. Hmm. Okay. So, first word that I wrote down was predictable. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah. you had the Street Profits come yep. out to this amazing, elaborate entrance. Yeah. I knew they were winning. As soon as that happened, I knew they were winning. Bingo. Okay. So, they won the Tag Team Championship yep. belts. Cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I definitely am. Yep. But it started out as a cluster. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Too many, too many bodies. Yep. Uh, there was really only a few new offensive moves that really happened, and yeah. pretty typical stuff happened in inside that ladder match, like a typical ladder match. I do have to give props to Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. And that guy took a beating and yeah. continued. Like, dude, dude, seriously, Kyle yeah. O'Reilly, you are a freaking man. Yeah. Okay. Um, classic two ladder spot happened in the show. Yep. Another classic run in of someone else came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get to that in just a second. I, I want, I want to go to, uh, first I want to say that I, I was really happy with this match. It, I, I didn't mind it. It was, it yeah. was good. And our, our boy, good our boy Gunner got some good stuff in there too. Of course now he's Jackson yep. Riker, but he got some stuff in there too. I, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm getting to that. Um, production note. Stop with the damn zooming in and out. Are right? you kidding? We get it. Yeah. They're punching. They're kicking. We get it. Stop mm-hmm. with the freaking zoom. Oh my goodness. Uh, that that irritates me to no end. Right. I literally turn away 
and then look back with my peripheral to see if they're still doing it. Yeah, because like, you're cool. somebody who edits some video, right? So now you see, like, when, when I encounter, when I hear weird audio stuff like that, that bugs me. And when you see yeah. video stuff, like, like that gets on you. So, yeah. <clears throat> Let's go to Jackson Riker. Yes. He is the man that did the run-in and got involved in the match. Mm-hmm. Why is this guy not in contention for the North American Championship or right. the NXT Championship? Yeah. They have built him up to be this monster superstar, but they're doing absolutely nothing with him. Yep. This is, uh, honestly, from this entire ladder match, this is the biggest thing I'm taking away from this. Yep. Jackson Riker. Yep. Why the hell are they not doing more with Jackson Riker? Especially when he went in there, took out everyone, yep. and then it took six guys to take him out, and he kept getting back up. It's and then an aerial move, he he's down, he gets back yeah. up. An aerial move, he gets back. Like it's the Braun Strowman effect. Freak of nature. It's the Braun Strowman effect. They, they 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 get this guy. They 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 get up to a certain point, and it's like then they go. Um, now we don't know what to do. Right? Like they they, so, they 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 have all this setup to to set up the, the big powerful guy, and like and it's like they get to a certain point, and they go blah, 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 and then they go. Uh, now we just don't know. <laughs> Right. Yeah, like it's it, honestly absolutely ridiculous. I cannot believe that that they are not doing more with Jackson Riker. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. He's he's you know the the leader of the Forgotten Sons. Awesome. I get it. Yep. But is not Adam Cole the leader of Undisputed Era? Mm-hmm. Really? Very clearly the leader. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So why are we not doing the same thing now with Jackson Riker? Why are we not having a Forgotten Sons undisputed era feud happening right now? Like how awesome would that be to mm-hmm. have the three against four? I would love to see that right now. Yeah. Please, if 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 you are listening, Trips, if you're listening, or or if anyone within the WWE is yeah. listening, please make this happen because I'm giving you gold for free, <laughs> right? Okay? Yeah, yeah, for free, for free. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I I get your frustration, you know, and, and, and you know, for those accused of being biased, because yes, Gunner was, uh, you know, he was Gunner at the time. He was our very first guest on Turbuckle Talk and kind of really kind of helped uh, launch us there. So, are we a little bit biased? Sure, why not? But you know, you just have to look at the guy and you see that the, the setup like it's almost being placed in front of them. And it's already kind of set up for you, and they find a way to mess it up. <laughs> it's the basic, basic time. stuff. They don't even know how to set up the, the big guy anymore. Oof. Yeah. Anyways. Every time. Anyways. Every time. So your thoughts on this ladder match then? Like I said, typical ladder match. Uh, it pretty much um, mirrors what you've said. Um, you know, yeah, you have the guy like Jackson Riker. To me, that that's just a been a really big ball drop coming into this. Like they, they just, they have him on the sideline just way too much. You know, that this is a guy that he has all the potential and all the experience in the world. Uh, you know, I just don't want to see him turn into the next cash Ono because, uh, you know, cause then that ventures into something that we'll get to next, but, uh, well, let's finish up with this show first. Definitely. Let's move on now to the North American championship. Mm. We had Tyler breeze. Yes. Versus Velveteen Dream. Okay. While it was a good match, I'm going to have an unpopular opinion here. Oh, Jesus. This match did nothing for me. Wow. It, yeah. it, 
it was it was a good match. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I was engaged. I was watching it, but it, it, I I'm not in I'm not vested in it. It did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason for that is because I noticed a couple of uh, Velveteen Dream uh, botch spots that happened. Yeah. Um, the most notably twice he was pushed back to go into the ropes. Yeah. And changed his direction mid push and yep. decided to make his way over to the corner instead. Mm-hmm. Like right there, I was done. I was like, nope, nope, I can't do this. Especially mm. when the first one was so close to the ropes that it, it was an easy push back into the ropes, but he went over to the corner, yeah. which made absolutely no sense. <clears throat> And and at that point, at that first one, I was out. I'm like, no, yeah. I, can't, I can't do this. See, uh, I I definitely agree with you, but I'm not really willing to give up on on a program or you know a feud with these guys. A, a big thing here to to take into account is they're, they're, the the experience level here is really lopsided. Uh, Tyler Breeze has got a lot more experience than than, um, than Velveteen. So I think that you know I think that there's some things that you can build on here. Uh, I'm not like I said I'm not really willing to give up on this one just yet. I think they if they can have a couple more matches and maybe iron some of those kinks out, you know then you've got something. There's a solid foundation there I think, and they can keep it going, and um, still pull something out uh, interesting here because I mean you just have two guys that uh, you know. Tyler Breeze, you know, I've mentioned, you know, he's extremely underrated, and I'm really actually really happy to see him back in NXT where he can actually get a chance to work and really showcase and, you know, have Vince's hands off him. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm still optimistic uh, for that uh, whole deal there. <clears throat> I definitely am as well, don't get me wrong. Yep. These two can have a great feud going forward, yep. but this was the 25th takeover this was supposed to be a big monumental thing that happened and i don't know i think that this match had it been maybe three months down the road could have been a lot better if they had allowed dream and breeze to work each other a little bit more Mm -hmm. before throwing them into a big match situation like this so i agree but other than that, I digress. The match itself was good. My unpopular opinion, though, is that the match really did nothing for me. Yep. We're going to move on now to something that I'm actually okay with. Okay. And other people are not going to be okay with this. I can guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you got? Damien Priest, hmm. who was known as Punishment Martinez. Yeah. Punishment Martinez has a video vignette that is there showing his new persona, his new gimmick, Damien Priest. I am okay with this. Mm -hmm. I get it. And I understand punishment. Martinez is, is a name that, that was, you know, down in the independence. It was a big name, but not really a huge name. Yeah. Right. So for him to come in for that, for them to give him a new gimmick or a, a different name is pretty much, from what I can see, is the only thing that they've really done is just given him a different name. Yeah. I'm okay with this, and I'm really hoping that they do good things with this. Yeah, because this is something. This this is almost like a Triple H uh, uh, love child right here. 
Yeah. Right? Triple H has his hand on this. Vince has nothing to do with this. This is Triple H now. And I'm really interested to see what happens with a new name yeah. for an old character coming to NXT. Yeah, I'm a little 50-50 on the name. You know, like Punishment Martinez, I think was really good. You know, Damian Priest, I mean, I don't think it's great, but it's not something stupid. Like, at least they didn't, like, call him, like, the, the douchebag experience or, or, or something like experience or, or whatever, right? At least they didn't uh, go something really stupid like that, like they did with the War Raiders. So, I mean, Damian Priest, I don't, I don't think it's I don't, I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's great either. It's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, if he ends up going to the main roster, it'll probably get changed again anyways, so... Could be. I'm okay with the name. I definitely am. Yeah. Like, I mean, just seeing the vignette that happened. I just don't want them to change the persona at all because that persona, the punishment part, Martinez persona, it just it, it's it, it sucks you in. It's very like we mentioned earlier in the program. We're gonna bring up again the Jake the Snake Roberts segment, punishment Martinez, or when Damian Priest when he talks, especially in Ring of Honor, he has that that voice that's just like ooh, okay, you know this guy. This is this is something different. I need to listen to this guy talk because it's uh it's different. So. And you take all of that into account, and I think that they are not going to change uh, the actual gimmick. That's why I keep saying I think that this is just a name change because, mm-hmm. okay, you've you've got you you've got in the world of religion there are priests. There are priests in every religion. Yep. Now Damien is more the name of like Lucifer, the devil, yep. right? You've got Punishment Martinez, who is this huge guy loaded up with tattoos that deep voice that he's got almost a menacing voice that he's got mm-hmm. but a calm menace what better name and what better way to present him than as the devil priest or damien priest yep right yeah, and you, the, the, the vignette if you haven't seen it he kind of it shows him going through and he's he's going to a tattoo parlor he lays down on the tattoo chair. He's getting a new tattoo done to him. And then it's it's almost, it's very dark. The, 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 so it's very, it's kind of hard to see things. But yep. you, you almost get that illusion of like a church. That, that's what I that's got fair. from it anyways. You yep. almost get that illusion of a, 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 a church building of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. And for some, the tattoo shop is their church, yeah. right? Like that's where they go. That's, you know, what they do, right? That's how it really felt to me. And and I think that, that if that's the direction they're going, I'm okay with it. I'm happy with it. Don't mess it up. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, you know, don't, uh, he doesn't have to go in there and, uh, dot, dot, dive all over the place. Yeah. Let him be that kind of powerhouse thing. You know, occasionally, you know, just, it's one of those things, just, just let him do what he does best and don't, uh, try and, uh, you know, make him into something he's not. Yeah. So what do we got next on the NXT 25 takeover? Coming up. Meh. I think I, I think I know which one you're talking next year. What yeah, do you got? Meh. That's that's. We had Yoshirai. Oh God. Shayna Baszler. Christ. The NXT Women's Championship match. Um, <clears throat> really, I'm gonna go through this super quick. Yeah. I just wrote down meh. Typical match. Baszler gets beat down and somehow absolutely nothing happened to her. She's no longer hurt and she keeps the belt. Yep. I am done and sick of that. I am, however, 
very happy with the Io Shirai beatdown on Shayna Baszler after mm-hmm. the match. Mm-hmm. After that match happened, and 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 Shayna Baszler's two little goons there on the outside. Yeah. Okay. Them getting hit with the kendo stick as much as they did, and playing it off like absolutely nothing happened. Bull crap. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I have I yeah. have had a kendo stick broken over me, literally broken. Yeah. Over me from being hit with it so many times. You do not recover that quickly from something like that. But hey, if you're a pretend MMA wrestler, you can do whatever you want. Apparently. Uh, apparently you can. Um, yeah. This just, for me, yeah. it felt like every, every it, <laughs> it felt like every other Shannon Baszler match. Like there it's, it, I, don't, I know I'll get some, uh, some heat for this, but she, in my opinion, she's a one trick pony. All of her matches play out the same way for, for, for the most part, you know, it's a lot of punching. It's a lot of kicking. It's uh it's that one kind of hip toss kind of move that she has. Um, she gets her ass handed to her and then she chokes, she's choking them out. It's yep. how all, all her matches kind of unfold the same way, and uh, I'm somebody who likes some surprise, some variety, and she, my opinion, she's definitely not that. And um, as you, you know, whenever I voice my opinion about her, I'm sure I'll get some flack for it. But uh, it is I've been very vocal. I'm not a fan of hers. It, it's nothing personal, you know. I, I think the character everything is fine. Just it's that in ring work stuff that really gets me going. You will get no flack from me because I am in agreement. <laughs> Hundred percent. Wow. So let's move on from something that was crap yep. to something that was actually pretty freaking decent. Mm-hmm. I am very surprised, to be honest. I thought that this was just going to be a uh, a run in, and you know, shenanigans happening during this match. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking the NXT Championship match: Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Baby, Johnny No Belts now. That's right, Johnny Nobel. <laughs> Again, Johnny can't defend the title. Nope, nope. This is a recurring so theme with this guy. Away, people, we had Adam Cole win the NXT Championship belt. Yep. Um, real quick, okay, crowd was engaged. Mm-hmm. Nice exchange spots going on during this matchup, inside and outside of the ring. Honestly, I couldn't look away. It was a great match that happened. That's all that I could get down for notes because I was engaged and, and focused on this match. I was very happy with it. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that there was no run-in. I'm happy that everything was essentially just a one-on-one contest that happened. It's the kind of wrestling match that I like. Like you said, uh, you know, with a lot of the stuff that we were just previously talking about with this card, you're sitting through and kind of dissecting it and, and nitpicking stuff like that. With this, it, I, I agree. It was definitely one of those things where I just watched the match and enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, it, it was it was great. Nothing bad. You know, it was it was just a great match. And I'm very happy with the result. Um, like I said, you know, a bit again of, um, you know, Johnny Gargano winning that title and not being able to successfully defend it. Uh, that has me a little concerned when he uh, possibly and very likely will be going to that main roster soon. But, you know, time will tell with that, you know, but uh, definitely a, a great match there for sure. I would definitely agree with you. Yeah, definitely. I am, I'm very happy with it. <clears throat> so going from that to our next topic here. So if you listened last week, of course, you know that uh, we spent the whole episode talking about AEW Double or Nothing. And we kind of uh, didn't even mention a big t- thing that kind of happened here. So I figured you know, we better uh, touch it on this episode. 
And we are talking about the 24-7 title with WWE. Um, all I'm going to say, I've mentioned this term earlier in the episode. Um, the only phrase I could think to name this thing is just hot garbage. <laughs> right from the get-go. Even when poor Mick Foley was unveiling this thing, you could tell he was just like, oh, <laughs> this isn't good. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it, even what could have been positive, they've they've already dropped the ball on this this thing. Like, like it's, uh, I'm going to uh, credit our very own Rick Vickery for this uh, idea here with this. It's like they all sit down. The t- they all sat down at the table here, Carl, and said, "Okay, we know that Raw sucks. We know that SmackDown sucks, and all these other titles that we have, everything out of NXT is just awful. What can we come up with?" That is so bad and so awful that makes everything else look fantastic now in comparison. And you you get this. This is what it feels like. Yeah. It's like a diversion Um, tactic. It's like, okay, so this is so much worse now that it makes what you guys think that is bad is actually good now. Like it's an, it seems like an attempt at that. I think you're right. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, I would have to agree with that. Um, I do have to say that I'm okay with with the whole 24-7 championship. <clears throat> I am. I'm okay with that whole concept of it happening because that's going to really, really boost and help with the social media aspect of things, right? right? Because you're going to see, like we, we recently, we just saw, okay, now keep in mind, okay, this guy was a WWE World Heavyweight Champion, oh. but we had Jinder Mahal. I felt so sad for him. Go to a golf course. Oh. Okay, and and pin our truth, who in turn turn around again, and then pin Jinder Mahal, and yep. then took off. Yeah. Okay. Now it's comedic, like that's that's our truth. Yeah. I get it. Like that's I'm, I'm okay with that because it's giving me just these little four minute clips of of something that I can watch that's going to give me a little bit of amusement. And oh, cool! It's for championship too. Yeah. Wow! How, how how funny is that? <laughs> like, like it's it's honestly the, yeah. the championship itself is just a laughing stock. It is. You, you could you could almost hear Vince laughing in the background, and the Vince, <laughs> it's so them. <laughs> That's such good. Sh- yeah, <laughs> you know my 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 only positive coming out of that whole thing was Carmella was looking. Mint, but that, that, that's that's what caught my eye. She she was looking great in that. Um, everything else, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to I say, know, man. A, your opinion may vary. Yes, very very much. You know, uh, yeah. just you know, for me, it just it started off like I, I felt so bad for Mick because like you could tell like he was doing his damnedest to do the Rari Rari Pepper thing to put over a really idea and yeah. you know in his own words uh, and you could just tell that and it just it when he when he said it when he unveiled it, like it just it went over like a funeral <laughs> i think i heard a couple uh, uh, or ooh, uh, oohs and ahs and you're just and he was just like oh boy i'm dying out here somebody help me <laughs> you know just yeah. I, I felt so bad for him because now he's linked to two really bad title unveils right so um yeah it's just I feel, I feel bad for him that he got to Draw the short straw for that segment because I bet you there's nobody else that would have really done it. Yeah, probably not. Oh, uh, you know, is there is there can this be turned into a positive? 
Oh, that's hard to say at this point. I personally think that this is going to be something very short-lived. I think so as well. Yeah. I mean, time will tell, though. (laughs) So going from that to something, I'm curious what your opinion is on this. This happened a little while ago. Um, I was wondering if they were if WWE was going to make an attempt to uh, to get a little jab in there on on all eight wrestling, and they they, they did here, uh, and they used Sami Zayn to do it. And they were doing a little electric chair segment on Raw with uh, him and uh, Corey Graves, and Sami says to the crowd, he's like, "Well, you guys could ask me anything. You could even ask me about AEW." And he kind of did that thing. Um, so for me, this was a really weak. If this was their attempt at a jab at WWE, this is very weak, very very weak. Now, did we ever find out if this was Sami Zayn or if this was WWE? Uh, from everything that I've seen, again, this is not from any kind of source right there at all. The the majority, the opinion is that it was planned. That it was either okay. Vince's idea or was somebody's idea. So now I'm. It was scripted. Say, it was scripted to happen. Is where I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all the WWE needed to do. Yeah. Really, like, what? Why? Why did they need to take any anything yeah. bigger? I think that they should have just done nothing at all. Why even draw any attention to it whatsoever? And, and what's interesting too is if you go and you try and if you look at uh, right from WWE's YouTube um, page and you go to watch the video, that part's edited out. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It's not in there. Yeah. Okay. So, just uh, I, for me, just on all levels, it, it backfires on them because it just makes them it makes them look petty. And it's like, well, then if you take it out, why did you even have? If it was planned, like, why did you even put it there anyways? If you end up cutting it out on the final thing, it, it just it comes off as just very, you know, why even draw attention to it if you didn't if you edit it out? Like it's it's just bad all around. They they just should just why do they even need to acknowledge them? Right. Why so. not? Yeah, if you're going to do that, go over the top then, right? Instead of just something kind of subtle, in my opinion. But yeah. I, th- I think them just doing the very subtle little thing is yeah. is just their way of saying, yeah, we, we saw, yeah. We, we heard you, but we don't care. Yeah. That's that's all that that really was, was just a, <laughs> you're funny. Yeah, yeah we, we saw you take the yeah. sledgehammer yeah. to, you know, to this little throne and blow it up and, <laughs> and you, and you know what? <laughs> and you know what it is, right? It, it, it's Sami Zayn's getting, uh, he's getting the, the, the Dean Ambrose experience now where I bet you he was in, in Vince's office, right? And he's going, it's like, I can't say this. He's like, <laughs> it's so you, right? It, right. it just, it, it's going to, it's probably the exact same thing. It, it's so you, you're, you're the, the, the goofball. You're going to say it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Sami Zayn. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, the, the the guy has so much potential. I would just repackage him as El Generico or something. At this point, you know, the the, the guy is supremely talented and he's Canadian. Just see, he he. There's a lot of check marks there for me. I've always been a Sami Zayn fan, and to just see him resorted to now, it's almost like he's filling the Dean Ambrose role now. Just being that uh, you know, the the talking sock puppet coming out to entertain everybody. Yeah, it's way it so, seems. So unfortunate, but anyways, so. Uh, 
we're going to take a brief break here, Carl, and we're going to come back with the uh, with our showstopper segment, which is actually based off of an earlier talk topic uh, in the episode here, uh, kind of intermingled with a, a listener question slash suggestion. So uh, we're going to take a brief break, and we're going to come back with that. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about Pin. Remember, get connected, get booked, get Pin. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Careful back here on Turnbuckle Talk. And we have made it to that special segment that everybody loves, everyone. It is time for the show stopper segment. Yeah. All right, Carl, like I said before the break here, this is based uh, loosely off of a listener uh, question that, uh, that we had. So we were asked of how we balance doing, you know, our full on day job. You know, we both both work uh, at least 40 plus hours a week doing a day job and then doing this podcast every single week here. And people are wondering how we kind of go about that and also kind of our our creative process as we kind of go week to week here. So to to kind of start off, I think uh, to give us a a little bit of of context and some uh, with all this here is that, uh, like we mentioned before, we, we started off, off in internet radio and it was very much of the atmosphere, seemingly almost kind of like Dean Ambrose's experience in, um, in WWE where we're, we're part of this kind of larger thing. And, you know, creative wise, it was, it was very strange, you know, being told, you know, to do certain things to, to kind of go over the top. If you listen to us, uh, kind of early on, um, we were a bit more uncensored, almost to a fault sometimes. And I wasn't really a fan of, uh, a lot of stuff that we did there. And a lot of things that, you know, I've never even told you really about, uh, of, of stupid ideas, uh, that I was pitched that, uh, I was just like, no, 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 we're not doing that. No. So you know, we went from that to doing this podcast now and, Honestly, week to week, it, it does get challenging with our work schedules to try and fit this in every week. People need to know that right off the bat. Yeah, 100% it is. I mean, <laughs> you work a totally different schedule than I do. You yeah. essentially have a day job. I have a night job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's it's really difficult to try to coordinate things. Like To give you guys just a little bit of an example, I was at work until uh, 4 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home. You know, you need to take that little bit of wind down period. It was probably 4.30, quarter to 5 before I went to went to bed. Um, Try to catch some sleep um, up and down during the night. I, I I mean, personally, I have, you know, a couple medical issues that are, that are happening with me. Those keep me up at night as well at times or during the day. They, they keep me up while I'm sleeping mm-hmm. um, or trying to sleep. So it, sleep is something that, that, that's very elusive to me yeah. um, and then it's get up you know grab a, 
quick little bite, cup of coffee, or a bang energy drink, whichever is, is easier for me at the time. And then on on especially like a day like today, record day, right? It's okay, quickly eat, have a cup of coffee, yeah. set everything up in the little uh, studio area that I have here, and then record. And mm. then after that, I mean, it's just, it's more continuous after that. Then, you know, comes... You know, trying to get supper ready, trying to get myself ready, trying to make sure that I, you know, to, you know, get myself cleaned up and then back to work again. So it, it can be very exhausting. And especially a little while ago, I was working two jobs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was doing upwards of 60 to 70 hours a week Oof. between the two jobs. Like I was going one day off a week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's difficult. It's very difficult. So let's get the, the big Joe perspective on week to week uh, for the podcast, and uh, you know, in mixing that with work. So uh, you know, like I, like Carl mentioned here, you know, I work work forty plus hours a week as well in a job. To you know, it's uh, you know, don't need to mention uh, who I work for. I think people who are close enough to me know, anyways. But um, you know, work a, a day job where it's very much the same kind of routine, you know, despite how long you've been doing things, you, you get told, okay, no, this is what you need to do day to day. Even though I've done this 40 hours a week for the last two years, I, I know what needs to be done, but you know, there still has to be those supervisors or anything to tell you what to do. I can get it. It's their job. It's, it's a job where there's just, there's no creativity, no, nothing like that. You do what you're supposed to do. No more, no less, you know? And then once that's done, then we get to do, I get to do this with a guy that I've known since we were waist height, you know, and yeah, we were since grade five, you know, and then we, you know, since becoming a podcast, you know, we, we've partnered up with the grill position we partnered up with the hitting the marks processing podcast and we have creative freedom to do a podcast. You know, we're not restricted to the, the, the topics that we can talk about within reason. You know, we would try to stay clear of the dirt sheets uh, or of, you know, who's banging who and, and all that kind of stuff. We, we, we stick to, you know, wrestling conversation, but there's no real restrictions. We, it's an avenue. It's a, it's a, a place where we can be creative. You know, we can talk about the stuff that we want to talk about. We can produce our shows the way we want to produce them. You know, just, um, it's such a, a for me, it provides such a nice balance. Like I said, you know, I work this day job where, you know, to pay the bills and whatnot, and it's so rigid and it's so planned and it's so just do that. And then there's this, that's just like the complete opposite. And it just, it's, uh, like I mentioned, it's, it's such a cool thing to, to be a part of. And I'm grateful to everybody, you know, who's given us a chance and everything here to, to keep doing what we do and let us do it the way that we want to do it. And uh, to me, that that's the really great part. A little behind-the-scenes note for everybody. We drop our episodes every Tuesday. Yep. Uh, whether it's morning, afternoon, or night, somewhere on a Tuesday, the episodes get dropped. Yep. We will usually record Saturday or Sunday or Monday, yep. usually, uh, which gives us the time to go through and do the creative process that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really lacking lately. And, and for that, for those that follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TV talk pod, for those of you that follow us, I've been kind of lacking lately in uh, ensuring the content is done and put out there. Um, that's my bad. That's my fault. Like I said, I mean, just medical and then work and then, you know, all this stuff on top of it, it yep. just compounds. Um, but that's something that, that, that I really take care of and I handle. 
on on that aspect of things. Big Joe handles the audio because that is a passion. That's what he loves to do. He handles that. He records it from where he is, his his remote location where he is. Yep. He records on his end. He edits. He puts it together. He makes sure that the uh, uh, when we say we're going to break, he makes sure that that break gets put in there. Like that's all after the fact that happens. So it's it's really a, a it's a process. And I mean, it can take upwards of two to, to six hours, depending, to really edit up this podcast. <laughs> On my yeah. end, the social media aspect of it, it, it takes a lot. And I mean, we we don't make any money from this. No. So I, I, I try to use the best free social media helpers or enhancers that yeah. are out there. Um, I'll let you guys know that I use, I use something called, uh, I F T T T. Um, if this, then that is, is what this, this program is called. Yep. And I use another one called buffer, um, within those two programs, uh, collectively together, they work together and it allows me to retweet specific usernames. Okay. It also allows me to be able to take my Instagram posts that are done for, for the show and they will go as a native photo over to Twitter as opposed to just uh, saving over to Twitter as a link to go to the Instagram page. Um, everything that I share on the Instagram page goes right to Facebook, our Facebook page at TV Talk Pod. All of these little programs collectively together uh, and I've just started kind of using another one called uh, Ripple, R-I-P-L. It's a very cool little tool as well, but it's very limited <clears throat> in the free version that I have. Yeah. So I'm trying to use the best that I can with it uh, because I don't have a ton of money to be able to throw into doing this. Like Already, I mean, there are other aspects of this, of this that are paid for. Um, they get done every month, but yep. we don't make any money from this. So that's out of our own pocket, mm-hmm. right? Which which helps make things a little bit more difficult. But honestly, the the payoff, even if we have to spend you know forty bucks a month on whatever we're doing, to hear the satisfaction of people messaging us and saying that was a good podcast, oh. I was engaged. Here I've got this, you know, that I want to tell you about, and you had said this, but I think that like having that, that interaction yeah. from you guys really makes it worth it, hundred percent in the end. Um, is this something that Big Joe and I would love to do full time? Hell yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. it is. If we could be paid to sit at home and produce podcasts and produce, you know, YouTube video and produce social media stuff. Definitely. Yeah. We would love to do that. Yep. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. But we do this as a passion because we enjoy doing it, and it's something that we love in the world of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Right? For me, it's a great avenue because I can't wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been retired maybe eight, ten years now. It's been that long already. Huh? Wow. About that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, going from you know, being a professional wrestler to now being able to talk and give my opinions yep. 
on professional wrestling and bring it out to you guys is satisfaction for me. So we heard some details about um, on your end. Let's go into a bit more detail with, with the, the Big Joe um, week to week here with the, with the podcast here. So we'll start from once that episode gets put out to when the next one gets out. So we're talking Tuesday, usually Tuesday evenings. I start from then to either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. I spend that whole time listening to other podcasts, the ones that aren't on it and network here, you know, trolling through the internet and, and, and distilling what I feel are the most relevant and the best topics. And then once I get the number of topics that, uh, that, that I feel are, are, are good, I, I try and order them in, in a way that, you know, once the conversation starts flowing, that it makes sense. You know, and I, I think that uh, <laughs> that we, we tend to do that pretty well, you know, and then we do the record. Um, once we do the record, usually right after that is when I start, like Carl says, combing through the audio, making sure that intros and breaks and all that get in the, the put in. You know, try and cut out as many as the, uh, you know, I'm not perfect vocally. I don't think it really anybody is. Um even just right there, I try and add as many of those ums and ahs and fart noises and cough noises and stuff like that as I can. And I'm not perfect, but, you know, like Carl says, I'm when it comes to editing audio, that's something I'm really passionate about. I spend a lot of time, maybe sometimes too much time, uh, going through and um, trying to make, this, make us sound as good as, possibly, uh, as I possibly can here. So the goal is eventually, of course, like Carl says, to do this full time and to get paid to do it. And as we always say, we never say never in the professional wrestling business, and we never say never in the wrestling podcast business, because that is the goal, and things keep going the way they're going, it's going to happen. Everything takes time, everything takes work, everything takes an effort. I have, I have tried to run some businesses and I've helped others run businesses and, and there's an old adage out there that says to make money, you have to spend money. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what we've been doing. And, uh, I mean, if there's, if there's anywhere out there that wants to sponsor a couple of the guys from Canada mm. who are going through and spent their money to produce a podcast to put out there on a weekly basis to you guys, hit me up on our social media. We are definitely open to sponsorships that are available for us. Normally we hit this at the end of the show, but I'm going to hit it right now. Yeah. Hypecityvapors.com sponsor. Yes. They produce e-juice for your vape. I'm a vapor. I quit smoking using using my vape use promo code JK podcast, get 15% off. And then our friends over at collar and elbow brand.com. Another sponsor today, big Joe was wearing his white uh, collar and elbow calligraphy on the front and support your local wrestler on the back <laughs> with a beautiful looking pair of wrestling boots. As always, I have my collar and elbow brand hat on the guys over there are simply amazing when it comes to the quality of merchandise that they have made by former professional wrestler, Al Snow, owner of OVW, owner of Al Snow's Wrestling Academy. This guy knows what he is doing in the business of professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. When you guys go to collarandelbowbrand.com, and use our promo code JK Podcast. 
Not only do you get 10% off your entire order, including clearance items, but we also get a bit of a kickback from that. So you're helping to support our podcast simply by buying some amazing merchandise from collarandelbowbrand.com. If there are any other sponsors that are listening to this right now, and you want to be part of this podcast and be mentioned in in admiration like we do with <laughs> right? these two, yeah. with Color and Elbow and Hype City Vapors, get a hold of me <clears throat> on our social media. We will be more than happy to talk and figure things out of how we can help each other in this big world of podcasting and social media and sponsorships. So yeah, like yeah. that's, that's one of the biggest things for us is that helps a little bit. So we do get a little bit of payday from that, mm -hmm. but we want to get to a point where we can just sit here and produce a podcast and maybe get it to a point where we're doing a daily podcast for you guys. And it's being paid for and we are just simply doing this and not having to go out to a daily nine to five job working for the man <laughs> we can work for ourselves, producing a daily podcast man. for you guys that's a dream it's a pipe dream but it's an attainable dream with your help see i didn't know until you mentioned that now we've been working for becky lynch apparently all this time that's right wow yes for those of you who get that reference, good for you. Um, so, Carl had already mentioned our sponsors, of course. Um, to listen to the podcast, you can find us on Original Home on Podbean. Actually, no, I rewind since we're kind of a little bit retrospective. Our original Original Home was actually SoundCloud. Uh, we tried that, and I can't remember. I don't think that worked out, or we didn't like the way that they had it set up. So we went with Podbean. Of course, we're still there. You can find us on Google Play Music. With iTunes, uh, just today, uh, Apple held uh, their WWDC conference where they're, um, they introduced some new products. And um, the, I, the way that iTunes was originally done and currently being done is supposedly being uh, changed. But to the best of my knowledge, um, the, the podcast platform is remaining unchanged. If that does change, of course, we'll, we'll let you know with that. You can find us on all those other podcatchers. And, of course, we are powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network. And, of course, we are also a proud member of the HTM Podcast Network where you can find us, the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, and all the other great shows there as well. That's right. All right, Carl, that is a good way to wrap this episode. And we'll see you guys on the next one. See ya real soon. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joe and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.